<laughs> Welcome to Orange and Blue Thing, dude. Where we, we will lament our lives for the next hour. Guess what? We're a weekly show. Yeah, and they haven't won in the last freaking week. They have not. No, we can't update the crown count. The Mets freaking stink. What was the home? What was the record? This homestand. One and eight. Wow, one yeah. and eight. Great job, guys. Oh no, one and seven. We got we got bailed out by the brain. So one and seven. Yeah. Whatever. What I I don't even I, I like I don't even know what to, where to even begin with this. Well, you know, let's let's begin in 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 one direction where yeah. nobody nobody saw this coming. Nobody. It's impossible. You know, I'm overly positive. Mm-hmm. Last night I write like, hey, I think we're gonna come back and win this, and everyone laughed and thought I was smoking crack. But um. Nobody in their right mind would predict that the Mets would have a start like this. Last weekend, we had the outing, and I said to you and your, and your dad, like, hey, do you guys remember an, a, a streak like this in the past week? And that was over a week ago. Yeah. Or just about a week ago. And, and just keeps going and, and it, going, it, going. And the hits keep on coming. See, it's, you know, to me, it's not even about the losses because, like, if it were just the losses, I could say at some point this team's going to get hot. They're not going to lose 10 out of every 11 games. Hold up a minute. I gotta have a sip of this beer, man. This besides this, this week has been fucking crazy. Yeah, it has. The baby doesn't sleep. Yeah. I've been sleeping on the floor since last Thursday night because she keeps deciding that she wants to jump out of the crib every night. This whole week sucked. The Mets can't win. I'm sleeping on the floor. So let's have a freaking beer, man. This this sucks. All right. Listen, if it was just as you losses, were saying, yeah. Man. If it was just the losses, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? Because you'd say, oh. Win well, some, you lose some. Yeah, that's but, baseball. But it's not. It's not just the losses. It's it's an overall uh, just the this gray cloud of injuries, and then on top of it, every possible thing that could go wrong. I mean, to down to they sent down Sean Gilmartin on what Tuesday, right before they opened this Brave series, and then. They need a long reliever last night because Gesellman gets shellacked. And then Syndergaard scratches on thir- uh, today, and it's just like, what is going on? So now they started Harvey. You didn't even read this yet. But the reason why Harvey looked like he was a deer in headlights today was because he worked out so hard this morning. He didn't know he was pitching until 10 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I was just hanging out with Keith and Shu before before you got here. And um, they were saying, like, Shu actually said, was there a hockey game last night? Like, think, trying to think of, like, what could, be, what could be going on? Why was he so shot today? But you know what it is? I don't know what kind of regimen you had before you have a start. Yeah. And obviously, if you did work out hard this morning, then you get told you're starting. Obviously, maybe you left some, uh, some gas in, out in the bullpen when you were when you were warming up or throwing a bullpen, whatever the hell these guys do on their off days. But you got to step up. That's the whole thing. You You know, like someone's got to step up. And like Terry always says, you know what? They're big league players. If they're not going to play, what do you say last year? If they're not going to be big leaguers, we'll find someone else to want to take their spot. You know what? At this point, someone's got to step up and be the man. And I thought that was going to be Harvey today. Yeah. Here's the thing with Harvey, okay? Uh, Listen. I, I know, like, if you weight train right before a start, that's not a, that's not a recipe for, for success. It's not. So I'm going to give the guy a little bit of a break in that area. But I, I will say one thing that, that concerns me about him is that all last year during the, uh, you know, working our way th- to thoracic outlet diagnosis, it, every, every time something went wrong on the mound, it was like his puppy just died. You know, it's this attitude of down in the dumps, Eeyore kind of mentality that it's like, 
Well, things aren't going my way today, gang. That's you know, what it was today. Did you get to watch it or you were just listening? I did. I watched the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, I was watching. And, you know, his first inning was fine. Second inning, he was having some trouble. He walked three guys in the inning, which yeah. he's never done, like, in his career. Ever, yeah. And then, he, you know, he could just tell. Like, he was kind of out of it. Yeah, the body you know, His language, demeanor was, right. was shot. You know, he was he was out of it. He was in his head. And you know what? That's It's weird because a couple of years ago, before he got hurt in this whole thing, he was the man. You know what I mean? Every day he was out there, you're like, shit, this is the dark night. Like, everyone had his back, and he was the toast of the town. And now it's the kind of thing where it's like that shit's over and it's like t- today was the time to shine and obviously it didn't happen hopefully hopefully we don't hear that he's he's messed up too because uh, we didn't talk about it but Noah's hurt which last year I, I have no idea because we talked about this during the offseason he had bone spurs that shit doesn't just go away so well, he had bone spurs Matt's had bone spurs these guys were all hurt they didn't do anything in the offseason to correct that, but then we find out he's eating venison and he's putting on 20 pounds of weight and this and that. These guys are working out like beasts. Like, who cares? Right. Stay healthy. Right. Do what you got to do. My, my problem with Harvey, to circle oh back God. on the Dark Knight thing, is this. And, and again, I'm not going to blame... It was cool while it lasted. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to blame today solely on him, but what I will say is this. You want to be the man. If you want to be the Dark Knight, if you want to be the guy in the tabloids and you want to be the guy at the Rangers game and you want to be the guy, the guy, then sometimes you got to step up and be the guy. That's what we were talking about before, you know, when we were, I just said we were hanging out prior. Um, you know, the whole thing with Dayton supermodels and this and that. Who knows? You know, maybe last night he had a late night. He didn't know he was going to pitch today. You know, like he said in his head, you know, I've had nights where I know the next day I'm not doing shit. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to go out and maybe he went a little hard last night, had some drinks, had hanging out with some girls or whatever. But you know what? And then today he wakes up. He's like, shit, I got a pitch. But Doc Ellis threw a perfect, you know, a perfect game on high on acid. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> what I'm saying is this simply is this. This is no one's ideal circumstance. No, Syndergaard didn't want to scratch at, five, at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, from his start, we don't want Darno banged up. We don't want Duda on the DL. We don't want Flores on the DL. We, you know, we certainly don't want Lagares playing every day in center field. With due respect to Juan, uh, we don't want Reyes hitting on the interstate, and we don't want you know Esdrubal Cabrera just looking like he's lost the last week. None of this stuff is anyone's ideal scenario. Certainly, Terry Collins doesn't want this, and he has a bullpen that's been overworked and overutilized. For <laughs> you can't get around it. But that doesn't matter because every once in a while there are points in the season where this team is bleeding. They need a tourniquet. Like there's, they need to stop it. And if, like I I've said, I've never seen anything like this before. If you want to be for us, for us, you know, I know the guys close with Henrik Lundqvist. You know, my disdain for the Rangers, not notwithstanding. When the Rangers sometimes need to stop the bleeding, you know, King Henrik, Hendri- the King steps up, and you know, Harvey hasn't done that. It, they needed hero. They needed the Dark Knight. And he didn't answer the signal. Sorry. Sorry, you just didn't. Uh, that's, that's the bottom line. The man of the season so far is probably Smoker. I mean, uh, besides the other night, he's pretty reliable. Dude. Out of nowhere. Um, he's been great. He's yeah. been great. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It's 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 tough. It's it's easy to point fingers after a time like this. And you know what? The, the Mets fan base and Twitter and social media in general, everyone's so on edge. You know what I mean? Like I said before, I, I wrote last night, hey, you know what? It's 5 nothing in the second inning, but it's a long long way to go, and yeah. I have a feeling they're going to pull this one out, and everyone just laughed at me. And I'm like, you know what? I get it. You know, we haven't, we haven't won in six days at that point now, seven days. And I understand where it looks like I'm freaking, what do they say, rose-colored rose color glasses, and like I'm so delusional or whatever. Yeah. I live a pretty positive life, and like I, I felt like they were going to come back. Yeah. You know, like you got guys in the, in the lineup like 
Bruce and Cespedes and Walker and, and all these guys, can they never connect and hit a home run off an ace? Right. Why was it so out of the question that last night they had a shot? Right. Which they did at one point. There yeah. was bases loaded. What? Bases loaded, no outs. They ended up only scoring one run in, in, that, in that situation. But Bruce gave it a shot. A uh, pretty good pretty good ride. Almost had a grand slam. We, could, we would have been right back in the game. So, you know what? It's easy to be like, I called it or, you know, you're crazy or whatever. Just so people say stuff all the time. So then if it happens, they're right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of do the same shit too. Like, last week, I was like, oh, I think Ray is going to come through and win the game here. I, I kind of had a feeling maybe he would because, like, that's just the way I live. But he didn't. And I looked like an asshole because I was wrong. But, um, People like to always say, I told you so, after the fact, if they say something ends up being right. Like the same people that said, I'm never going to go to a game if the Mets sign Reyes and they're still at the game. Right. You know what I mean? It's like people talk so much shit on the internet, and especially at a time like this when the Mets expect expectations on the Mets team was so high that we were going to win the East and get back to the playoffs. These guys are eating steaks and they're eating their commercials for MLB, and two of those guys are on the shelf right now. It's like, give me a freaking break. It's tough, right? It does, this is crazy. It is crazy. It's fucking crazy. Because it doesn't stop, like I said, it doesn't stop the losses. Then oh. it's cesspitous, and then it's this, and it's that. It's just, it's, it gets worse and worse. Before we, we're just kind of ranting here, and, and you know, this be, we have an unstructured show tonight. Besides, we do have Josh Hoshinsky joining us from Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Um, we do have the Loyal to Last Out premiere, which actually we found out just like two minutes before going on, that there's going to be two viewings this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, one on Sunday night, and then I'll let Josh tell you about the second viewing. Um, yeah, we announced it yesterday on, on SI. I went to Sports Illustrated in the city, which was a really cool experience. Um, but anyway, I also did say something prior to to tonight or this morning that we are going to give away $50 worth of free stuff tonight. And all you got to do by watching right now is share the show on your Facebook wall. If you're listening afterwards, you should probably watch the show. There's a lot of incentives. Um, we do like to keep the Mets fan base as involved with the show as possible. The chat room right now is, is, is going pretty, uh, pretty good. I mean, people basically the chat room turns into like, uh, the chat room, the comment section basically turns into a chat room. So the 300 or so, uh, some odd people that are watching now, if you just share this on your wall and say, Hey, check out orange and blue thing before we close the show tonight, whatever time that is about an hour from now, we'll go through. And, uh, so far I think like 20 or 20 or so people shared it. We'll go through those names and pick a name out randomly and we'll get your size and address and send you some free stuff. So anyway, as we were, yeah, as we were, Mets suck. Yeah. Listen, (laughs) whatever it, it, you know, uh, we said this before with the NL East games. The problem is, is that these games are going to loom large, and the and the biggest ones are coming up right here. Listen, if you go out and get a sweep in Washington or something like that, you reset basically the whole week. Imagine. I mean, yeah, I mean, could you imagine? But it, it, stranger things have happened. But they were eleven and thirteen coming out of the weekend, and they were let's say they're gonna let's say they're gonna drop to seven and a half games back. Let's say I don't know what the Washington score is right now. Do you now, think but, on on the twenty seventh of April the Mets will be in last place in the NL East? N- well, no, but I, I also didn't think that they would be. I definitely last place wouldn't have concerned me. Seven and a half back would have concerned me. Not that I haven't seen a team blow a seven game lead with you know like seventeen to games to play. I've lived that story, but listen. Uh, <sighs> What can you say? There's only one way to go. Either the the season's going to completely bust, and we're going to be sitting here in June talking about what pieces they're going to sell off to kind of reboot them. This is it, man. Like, look at the roster now. If if we don't do it this year, I have to have the roster. No, half the roster's gone. Is what I mean. Well, yeah, no, but you know what I mean. It's not like the windows of contentions closed. No, no, no. But the looking at the names that are on the roster today, or the names that are on the roster in episode 100 and whatever next year. Not 100, we have one a week, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Uh, it's going to be a much different, different team. You know, so if they're going to do it, they got to do it now, and these guys got to step up, get healthy, and produce because. 
we're not getting anywhere right now. So no. anyway, we're going to move along. we got a couple more segments here before we bring in Josh. He did graciously send us three exclusive clips. I saw one of them so far, and uh, it gives me chills every time I see it. So the Loyal to Last Out documentary is coming out this weekend. We worked on it for well over a year, and Josh and his team worked on it tirelessly uh, behind the scenes. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about that and then uh, give us a little preview of what's to come when you actually get to see the full thing live on uh, MLB Network this weekend. Again, there's going to be two viewings, which we just found out about. I guess maybe they saw how many people were tweeting that they have it DVR'd already. And uh, maybe they saw the interest was there and they wanted to promote it. But yeah. um, anyway, so we got something coming up. We basically just did the whole thing for 10 minutes about what's the beef. But Brian's got something on his mind from this week, and I guess he's just going to get to it now and let, let the uh, the vent go. Yeah, well, let's do it because the Mets are heading into Washington this weekend, and they obviously just came out of the weekend series where they got swept at City Field. And, and, and starring uh, in the show on Sunday Night Baseball was Daniel Murphy with the first inning Grand Slam. Um you saw that coming, by the way. Yeah, totally, totally. The minute he hit connected, I'm like, well, then that's a grand slam. So, great. Um, listen, I don't want to take the opportunity to, like, use the platform that, that I happen to have to, like, to state my argument and not give the other guys a, a fair thing. But uh, Indart and I got into a thing on Twitter today, you know, uh, the, the other day. Not a big, you know, not a unfriendly thing. But he was saying how he thinks the Mets disrespected Daniel Murphy and that, you know, I've seen a ton of people. They should have re-signed Murphy. Me, they blah, tried blah, to give blah. him every position on the field to get him to stay on the team. Well, here's here's the thing with that. You know, his argument was they were they mistreated the front office mistreated him for years uh, that, you know, they disrespected him with only the qualifying offer. One. You know, because I think that's revisionist history. You know, I love Andrew, but I, I think, and I think a lot of Mets fans feel the same way. But I think that's revisionist history because let's not pretend that Daniel Murphy was a perfect player while he was here. He was not a perfect player while he was here. He played, like you said, he played left field, he played third base, he played first base, he played second base. He was not particularly good at any of them. Uh, I mean, you know, he was probably the best at first base. Um, but I mean, let's 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 face it. And then he tied his career high in home runs with 14 in the regular season in 2015. He then, you know, went on to hit a homer in what, like six straight games yeah, in broke, the postseason? Broke records, but nobody, again, so, nobody could, could have seen that coming. And there it's was like, no way to know that that was sustainable. There was zero way. So what I'm trying to say is, is that if you look at that situation, honestly, one, if, they, if Murphy had accepted the qualifying offer, Yohannes Cespedes is not here. They wouldn't have spent the money. I don't think they would have. So, you know, let's do the trade-off. Now, who, who's been the more productive player over the last year and a half? I don't know. That's hard to say because Murphy's been really good. But let's also go here and say that this guy's defense, you know, did cost the Mets a pivotal game in the World Series. So it's not like this is a gold glove. Yeah, but then the argument is they wouldn't have got there without him anyway. They you know would not I mean? have. So but it also, they made an offer with the qualifying offer for $16.2 million for one year that said, this is commiserate with what we feel that you're worth for one season, and please prove that this wasn't a fluke. Because the Mets do not, they or whether they choose to or they don't, have the pockets to go to high thresholds of, payroll, you know, the Red Sox kind of Dodger territory. They just are, aren't going to go there. Sandy's always going to show the restraint. They have pitchers to re-up uh, at some point, hopefully. They have, uh, you know, they have other things that they're going to need to get done. They just weren't going to go there for both guys, probably. So my point is just simply this. If he would have bet on himself for a season, which 
no one's going poor over $16.2 million, okay? That's more money than I'll make in my lifetime. If you are going to take a one-year bet on yourself, if he would have done that, he would have gotten a, what, five-year, $80, 90000000 million contract? So he opted because he wasn't sure. Yeah, on both ends. He it's, wasn't it's sure that it's he g- was that player. Yeah, it's a gamble. You know what I mean? And, you know, he he, he made his decision. You know, our thing last week was who's the most uh, hated or who's most dead to you, and he won, and then he proved why two days later. You know what I mean? So I, happen, I happen to love him. I, I love him. I as, like him. As a player, as a person, I think he's a good guy. And not to mention the fact that he said, you know, Max Scherzer said he wants to beat the Mets. Good. Brainton. So would I. So would I. Yeah. Why? So would anybody That's watching this. Good. But, you know, the, the, the point is, is that let's not pretend that we had Barry Bonds in his prime and let him walk away. We had no idea. The guy is for a player over 30 years old he is actually hitting better than guys like wade boggs and edgar martinez past year 30 those guys are hall of fame one's a hall of famer one's going to be a hall of famer they're two of the best average hitters of all time i mean did anybody expect daniel murphy to do that did and with the power it's not so don't revise history don't tell me that daniel murphy was a slam dunk resign they should have signed him to a five-year contract or something the national signed him to a 12 million dollar a year three-year contract if he would, if everybody knew he was going to be the second coming of Christ, then uh, quite frankly, he would have had a lot better offers in three years, thirty-six million dollars. Natitude, <laughs> natitude. Anyway, which brings us to, uh, yeah, I, I agree with all that stuff. So, I don't know, man. It, you know, people love to say that I told you so, and it's no, nobody could predict what what Daniel Murphy turned into, and that 2015 World Series run is what people remember. They don't remember the years before that. You know what I mean? They, they do, but they choose to forget it, you know? Yeah. So speaking of D.C., we are going this weekend. We still are going this weekend. It's not like we cancel a trip because the Mets haven't won a game in a week. So hopefully the 1,000 people sitting with us, with us are still excited to go. I'm excited to go. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be like 90 degrees on Saturday. So It's better than last Saturday. No, was. I'd rather it be 60. Uh, all year round than 90 ever but yeah so it's supposed to be 90 degrees hopefully the buses uh, buses acs work good so we're, we're leaving from city field this saturday at 5 45 in the morning to go down to dc there's some kind of march down there we want to make sure we get there in time so if you are watching this and you're cheering with us on saturday again like i i wrote a post the other day and you'll notice and you'll see and loyal to last out the group is more about the community and surrounding each other with positive people that enjoy watching mets baseball then it, it obviously we want them to win, but it's what we do as a group is more positive and constructive in our lives than if the Mets win the game that day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Going out, meeting people, enjoying your life, having fun, living every day to the fullest is what we're trying to do. So I'm still going balls to the wall on Saturday, and I hope everyone watching this is going to be as excited as, as, as I am. Hopefully, I don't even know who's pitching. I don't know what the matchup is going to be. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. But last year we went and we lost one nothing on a home run in the eighth inning, and that game freaking sucked. So hopefully this one has a better outcome. If you're sitting with us or cheering with us and taking the bus with us, more importantly, we're leaving at 5.45 a.m. sharp. Thanks again to the Mets for opening the parking lot for us. We are There was a couple emails, and they had the wrong information. So the right information is Lot A, right next to McFadden's. You guys know where McFadden's is. That parking lot right next to McFadden's is free for us. So show up. The gates will open at 4.15. So if you want to get there early to make sure that you don't miss the bus, it might be a good idea. Um, I don't foresee there being traffic at four in the morning, five in the morning on Saturday, but who knows? You Stranger know. things have happened. New York decides to do tr- uh, construction in the middle of the night sometimes. So get there early. 
you can bring food and drinks on the bus, but do not bring glass and be conscious of what you're bringing. And if you're bringing like a, a sandwich that's greasy, bring napkins. Obviously, you don't want to freaking make a mess on the bus. We'll have some garbage bags. Be courteous of the people around you. Um, there will be three buses leaving from City Field, and we will make sure that one is dedicated to families if they want to be a little bit more quiet, maybe catch some shut eye on the way down because people are going to be turned up at 5.45 in the morning like it's noon. I guarantee people are going to be like, going pretty hard you know the yeah. for some people this is their vacation and uh they make the most of it and i'm gonna be i'm excited about it and hopefully the mets win obviously because that bus ride home sucks after a loss yeah no the bus ride home on i-95 it's gonna blow anyway. in general it sucks. <laughs> yeah. say, so but i mean after well. a win you know, yeah you're all pumped up everything's and, easier after a win yeah who knows who's pitching if anyone knows let us know in the comments but it's yeah drama, again share this if you're watching um a lot of shares so far, so uh, keep doing that. And then we're going to pick one of you to win fifty but fifty dollars worth of free stuff. Yeah, so. you don't even have to tweet at us. How many? How many retweets for free crap? You can just share <laughs> it once. That's how many. Yeah. So uh, we are going to get to Josh in in a little bit. He did send us three different um, three different clips that you guys haven't seen yet, and I I actually didn't watch two of them so far. I did watch one, and I got chills watching it, so we are going to get Josh on the line in a second. Uh, what else happened this week? Anything else happened? This- oh, you know what? Did you see that tweet with the girl that made a playlist? I did, as a what, matter what, of fact. How do you make a playlist? Like, what was that for? Do you know? I, I don't. I have no idea. Is it like an iTunes thing? It looked like uh, Let me pull iTunes. this up. So, um, Maybe a Spotify playlist that she made or something? This girl, Christina... I don't know if you follow her. I don't think I follow her, but I saw this retweeted by a whole bunch of people. It said, she made a Mets playlist for my crush, and it was a bunch of emojis. If you're listening to this afterwards, maybe you want to go pop over to at Mets Swift. I don't know if she's a Taylor Swift fan, but shout out to Christina. So she made a um, a playlist here. Let me zoom in a little bit with songs, and I'll read them to you. He Drives by Bradley Hathaway. One by Ed Sheeran, Deep by East 17, Left Field by Pride, or Fried, or Pride, whatever, Back by Colt Ford, Goes by the Emeralds, Upton by the Broadways, or probably Upton, Uptown, whatever, Back by Colt Ford, Near by Bellori, The by Method Man and Red Man, Wall by Enter Shariki, or whatever, It's by Imagine Dragons and Out of Here by... Esme Denters. So if you read that all in a row, it says, he drives one deep left field, back goes up and back near the wall. It's out of here. So that's very clever. It's very clever. Obviously, Bartolo. Did Gary give us the the elusive double out of here on that one? Out of here, out of here. Yeah, I think he did it twice, which he rarely does. Yeah, he saves that for big occasions. I remember one of the first double out of here's on SMY was that uh, Beltron walk-off against the Cardinals in August of 06. Do you remember that game? When they swept the Cardinals in August, which is was ironic based on how uh, the season ended that year, and they and he hit that home run off Isringhausen. I think late. I do. Yeah, I was, was zoning out there for a second. I was I was texting Josh. Well, you don't have to say that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, I want to be honest to you. I know what you're doing. I'm just saying. Oh, you got to. I'm setting like, uh-huh, you up here. Uh-huh, man. Yep. Okay. Oh uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah, totally. You could. What's that movie? Um, oh, Office I could say any, no, no. Uh, Wayne's World. I could say anything yeah. right now. You're gonna. Say, <laughs> yep. It's like you're a big tool. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> It's when they, they finally got uh they got the show on TV or whatever. And they're like, we could say anything around it. You're going to agree to it. And he goes, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, oh by goodness. the way, when I when I was tweeting yesterday, like, hey, I got big news. I'm going to the city for something, and I was like shooting photos of uh, the Freedom Tower. The I was being I wasn't really allowed to talk about what I was going to the city for because mm-hmm. they they wanted to announce the premiere of the doc right. live on SI. But the 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 comments where people were like, oh, that's it, orange or blue thing is going to be on SNY, like purposely kind of like cryptic to to not say what was going on, but then yeah. people came, kind of came up with their own scenarios. But yeah, we're not on SNY. We're still in my basement. But Well, why don't the people write into SNY and tell them that they'd like to Do see Do you think it would be the same show? It couldn't be it the same It would be show. like what we just talked about, Wayne's World. You know, they had, they had yeah. those guys, if you ever, you've seen right. the movie, they yeah. had to dumb it down and they both. were... Both movies, yeah. They had to dumb down the show and it wasn't the same show. And I think that we wouldn't have the same show if we were on television. Well, so. I, we sure shouldn't know we're not going to ESPN after this. Oh, yeah, week. right? Oh, man, imagine that. Good. But the uh, we are looking for a beer sponsor. And yeah. You know what? I'm I'm kind of disappointed. I've only had a half a beer right now. But. I know. Well, that's because we're we're all revved up about stuff. Listen, I you know, we people have talked to us about like, oh well, uh, you know, what would you take to sponsor? Listen, we are mercenaries. We work for money. Yeah. So and you know, we like beer, and we 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 would love to shout out your beer brand if you want to fill our cups with some free beer. That's it, man. But one know. more thing here. From the Twitter world. Yeah. Did you see this one? Did. <laughs> so I did it's good to see the booth staying light this week. Josh Lewin tweet out at Josh Lewin stuff. Um, Howie Rose wearing the hat hair, that uh, the Noah Syndergaard hat hair on May 6th. So I feel like Howie actually got a little bit more like laid back after he dropped the, the hockey gig. The Islanders, yeah, I think he's he always He's always laid back, but I feel like he's the, the booth seems to be gelling a little bit more that this is his only thing. He did a fantastic interview on the Islanders Point Blank podcast with my buddies uh, Brian Compton and Mike Carver. And if you guys are interested in it, I know that not all of you are Islanders fans, but it's definitely worth a listen if you want to go back into the archives and find it. And he said that, you know, he, he kind of felt like he had to cut some preparation from the Islanders. He felt like he was shortchanging it a little bit. Um, and I'm sure that was stressful. I mean, I don't even know how he could do that grind. I mean, no, he, I, don't. I mean, barely. a lot of these guys do double duty like Lewin does. Uh, Howie Rose, um, obviously we just talked about Howie, but uh, Gary Cohen also does uh, basketball. So a lot of these guys do a bunch of different things, but not two like major, you know, two teams, yeah. like two, you know, Gary I think does what like a, a certain Hall conference, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Seton Hall? I don't even know. I maybe, gotta... maybe I'm thinking of uh, Jerry Reco. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I know Gary does basketball. He did the the you know the tournament mm-hmm. recently, so which he had a great call. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a great call. It was what on the on the the double buzzer beater, right? Yeah, on that the, was a, that was a sick finish. Goodness gracious! I didn't watch any of it, but I I did see the next day. Like Deadspin wrote, like yeah. um, you know how great the call was, and yeah. obviously that's he's fantastic. He's he's just so talented. They both are. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would I would imagine that that doing that grind must have been just brutal for him so i mean good for him man he's got he's del boca vista half the year and mets half the year so hopefully uh he'll bring some of that serenity to the mets world right now because we could certainly use some yeah um dude i still just can't get over this week but what can you do so um while we're waiting for josh let me just let me just say uh, tim tebow's hitting the ball it's fantastic (laughs) yeah tim tebow's gonna come up before before josh we love it and that's great but you know Whatever we'll we'll see we'll see where that goes. I think he'll definitely be in Brooklyn. Did, I don't. Are know you coming to that outing? I don't. I don't know. What's when is what day is that? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, at least we we know what's going. on I think on it's here. in June. But oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. I'll actually yeah. It's, it's Big Mike's birthday that day, so uh, he'll he'll be very Isn't sober. Is it his thirtieth? Uh, yeah, I think it's his thirtieth birthday. Wow. All right, good for you. Anything you want to touch on from last weekend's tailgate? I mean, we lost the game, but you know, I wrote something earlier in the day that uh, we're undefeated at tailgating. That yeah. might be a good T-shirt. 
Yeah, we certainly are. I mean, we're start, we're starting to get the hang of it. I don't know who had it, but somebody gave me Kirkland brand scotch. I never even heard of that. Right? Apparently, Kirkland brand alcohol is. <laughs> we, we, I see you. I see you, my man. Uh, what you call it? Uh, apparently, Kirkland has good alcohol, and Kirkland brand scotch not that bad. I mean, maybe right. maybe it's just me and my unrefined palate. I don't know but... if it was last game, but maybe it was opening day. I saw like later in the day, you and your dad were like crushing the coffees before the end of the game. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, because my dad. Oh my god, my dad with the coffee. He needs his coffee when he gets. It's in like there. you and your protein. Oh yeah, well I mean, come on, you gotta you gotta keep. Dude, going. I you know what I didn't, I didn't eat for thirteen hours straight today. I didn't even realize it. You have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> today at like eleven thirty, I was doing some work and I was like, shit, I didn't eat since last night's dinner. You have a real issue. It's like the number one priority when I get up. Yeah, no shit. All right, anyway, so we got Josh in the wings here. We're going to play some exclusive clips and talk to him about this weekend's premiere on MLB Network, Loyal to the Last Out. We're super excited about it. I know Josh is, and I know a lot of you guys are as well, so definitely DVR it. We're going to try to play an exclusive clip right now and then bring Josh in, so sit tight. Josh. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Are you <laughs> drinking scotch? I am drinking scotch because it's it was that kind of day for the New York Mets. Uh, let me tell you something though, guys. That kind of week. I, here, I was sitting back, I was drinking scotch, I was feeling bad about the team, but the way you guys were talking made me want to change my tone. Do you remember where we were in 2015 at the end of June? Yeah. Who was our cleanup hitter against Clayton Kershaw that game? Eric Campbell. John Mayberry. Right. Oh, no, right. That's right. That's right. You're right about that. That was actually – that was in July, I think, because – That was right before the deadline. That was the right. week that everything changed for this franchise. Because that was the night that they made the Kelly Johnson trade, and the next day they won like 15-2 to two or whatever. That's right. And Conforto That's got right. his first major league hit and all that stuff. Yeah, I was at that that Saturday game, but I remember they they Kershaw trucked through that lineup like it was nothing. You're totally right. And I I sent out a tweet earlier this uh, this week that said you know the 2000 Mets were whatever 500 in May, the 2015 Mets were 500 in June, the hundred win World Champion. 1969 Mets were like 500 in July. I mean, it's crazy. So, I mean, you, anything can happen. You're totally right. So, we should we should change our tune because, you know, you never know. That's right. Yeah, they played four extra inning games out of the first 17. When that happens in April, bullpens get taxed and players get nicked up. The good news is, Cespedes is a hamstring. Okay, maybe it's 15 games. It's still April. 
They still have a lot of baseball to play. It is a marathon and a half this season. I have not given up hope yet. This is still a quality baseball team. Good. Let's go. Speaking of Cespedes, I like that. Both you and and uh, and my buddy Brian here have both played competitive baseball. I haven't. Do you think it's a smart idea with for a guy who has leg issues? No, it's to, a terrible idea. No, listen. You don't even need to finish that thought. It's, they definitely should have DL'd him. No, 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 no. Before, before even that, before the season even started, a smart idea for a guy with leg issues issues to be leg pressing like a truck in the off season. <laughs> You know what I mean? This guy should be doing low. What do they say? Low intensity, like high, whatever. Yeah. Work your legs out, but don't. You don't have to push it. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a beast out there. And I feel like he's not doing himself any any good by by working out the way he works out. Wait a minute. Are we questioning the Mets' strength and conditioning staff? Yeah, I said the same thing about. I said the same thing about Noah too. Like, no, he doesn't need to put on this pound. These eat the venison bowls and put on twenty pounds of, of muscle and throw hundred. He said he wanted to throw harder. You can't throw consistently over 100 miles an hour and expect that your arm's not going to fall off. It's not even June yet. It's not even May. It's not even May. <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, we're going to talk about the the, uh, the show. I have on the screen here, Loyal Till Last Out, that the doc airs this Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern. But you would called me, honestly, three minutes before we went live and said that MLB decided to add a second showing. So what's going on with that? So it does air at Sunday, on Sunday, this Sunday at 10 p.m. However, our good friends at MLB, who we honestly, this film doesn't get made unless, unless Major League Baseball is a, is a real partner in this. They helped us uh, film in Cooperstown. They helped us film at the Wild Card Game. They were very, very gracious throughout this entire process. They like the film so much, they're willing to get behind it for an additional airing. It's going to debut on MLB Network Saturday at noon. Now, I know exactly where you guys are going to be Saturday at noon. Pre-gaming in D.C. (laughs) Right. That being said, uh, think about what that's going to mean for the group with a documentary on the seven line leading into an MLB network broadcast of a seven line outing Mets game in D.C. Oh, is is our game on MLB network that day? That game will be one of the games that play on MLB network. Now, that makes a lot of sense. As good a reason as any to shake off whatever it is that the team needs to shake off, whatever malaise we're in, bring your A-game, everybody, because there's going to be a documentary about this group leading into a game where there's going to be an outing. So make it happen. That's awesome. I mean, well, let's talk about – you talked about how MLB has been a a partner and uh, talk about the process of of landing this on a network. I'm sure you were in a lot of those meetings, if not all of them. Uh, what specifically attracted MLB Network to the project? It's really simple. What you guys are is a group. And I say you guys. I honestly feel like I have some inclusion in the Seven Line Army at this point myself. Of course. What the Seven Line Army is is unique to major professional sports in America. Right. This is the collegiate atmosphere that every group is trying to capture this is that global soccer field so we scanned the sphere of major american sports and we didn't really find anything that was anything like what the seven line offers so that was my initial attraction to the project and that's exactly what we pitched to networks and they they responded and and you know honestly major league baseball and major league baseball network there was talk about this documentary before i shot my first frame so, uh, you know, on some level, 
they were actually our partners the entire the entire time. Uh, you know, they, they the conversations formalized late, but in informal ways, MLB was always behind this. Yeah. Um, and speaking of meetings, you just said uh, you, he was probably in a lot of meetings. I was at SI yesterday and walking around with Josh. He's such a big wig in that area. We were walking around. And he's like, hey, what's up? This is so-and-so. This is so-and-so. He's got his office. You know, it's and I, I appreciate you you having me yesterday. It was, it was a good experience. And and I'm I, I'm glad I got a little bit more at ease with the cameras. It, it, it was it used to be a little nerve wracking looking looking back and seeing like the teleprompters and the three cameras and the lights and all that. And you said to me when I got there, actually, we, you know, I was having a coffee before uh, before you showed up and you're like, are you nervous? And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually not for some reason. But uh, thanks again for yesterday. It was a great experience. But yeah, speaking of the film, obviously, we had the, the premiere for the group at Mulcahy's last month. And um, what do you think the reaction was from like your crew at, from that? Like, I, obviously, the uh, the scenario from watching it on your couch to watching it in a bar with like 700 people is a little bit different. You know, watching it at home, you can hear everything a little better. You don't have to like, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just gonna be a different experience watching it at home. But how did you think like the premiere went and like your 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 compadres that were there, your family was there, your your coworkers were there. So what do you, what do you think? Like how'd that go? I think it was awesome. First of all, sorry for the microwave hot dogs yesterday. That was gross. <laughs> never do that to you again. I'm no, sorry. I, my stomach's a rock, man. I could eat White Castle for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It doesn't matter. But what people don't know is it was nine thirty a.m. when we were actually <laughs> taping that, and we were drinking beer and eating microwave hot dogs. Yeah, and that's why I'm dropping shit bombs on Sports <laughs> Illustrated accidentally. <laughs> And then, like, afterwards, Brian texts me. He's like, oh, that was great. You cursed. I'm like, I didn't do it on purpose, but I kind of, like, felt like I was in my basement. Like, you know, what we do on Thursdays, I kind of felt like we were doing that there. But, yeah, my apologies again. But, yeah, so, um, so yeah. yeah I, no, let me talk about, let me talk about Mulcahy's. First of all, you know, huge thanks to them for the event that they put on. We were blown away by what they were all able to offer. We were blown away by the turnout. Thanks to everyone in the Army that turned up. It really was great. The difference, honestly, in the experience is, you know, as filmmakers, and, and also, you know, a lot of credit for this film, not just Sports Illustrated, but Dave Sepperson, Samara Kelly, Mike Sullivan, Mary Anya. Like, there's a lot of people that worked really hard to make this film happen, some of whom were at the screening, some of them will be seeing it for the first time when it premieres this Saturday. The difference is when people like that, who are at the top of their industry, work as hard as they did on this film, all the little subtle nuances of the film, you really want to come across. And at Mulcahy's, it was awesome, but the crowd was loud. Right. Yeah. So they were cheering in parts. You didn't hear those little subtle details that I think when people sit on their couch and actually take in the film, I think it'll come across and, and hopefully is even better. Dude, and I'm not going to bullshit you. Like there were parts that I watched, even at Mulcahy's, that like I got choked up, like seriously teared up, like watching this thing. And, and I've, I've spoken to a lot of people that were there that saw it as well and they had the same reaction to it. So this is more about more about the crew and the community and the lifestyle and the family and, and everything more than the wins and losses. That's why like we we talked about this before we brought you on. Saturday we haven't won a game in a week, but there's still a thousand of us going to DC and people think we're crazy. They're like, oh, you're still going? Like, of course. We planned this shit last year. We're going. We're going with guns blazing. We want to support our team, you know, and and if we lose, we lose. But we had a great day with our friends. You know, yeah, I'll so be honest, that's that's you know, really what the film is about on some level. You can win, you can have moments like the San Diego outing where Bartolo hits that home run and the crowd goes berserk, or you can lose. You can have moments like either the DC trips that we captured last year or the the wild card game which we captured last year. 
Speaking yeah. of that, speaking of the Bartolo, do you want to show that clip now? You want to preface it a little bit? Give us a little intro to what we're about to see? You want me to preface the Bartolo? <laughs> well, you know, Mets fans, are you kidding me? Well, obviously, it was, it was the perfect storm that that this happened, and you were there to capture it, and we were there to see it live. It's never going to happen so, again. So, um, so what, let's let's do it this way. Let's just show the clip, and then afterwards, I'll tell you a little bit of of my nightmare slash funny filmmaking stories about it. All right, here we go, guys. Here is a premiere clip that you've never seen before, unless you were at the premiere party. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Here comes Bart. What's the odds? Probably a million to one. I'm going to say five million. Five million. Working at second, two out, two nothing New York in the second. Looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one. Deep oh. left field. Oh, wow. That goes up to him. Back near the wall. It's out of here. The impossible has happened. Bartolo has done it. Seven line army in right field might tear this ballpark down. The team vacates the dugout as Bartolo takes the long trot. His first career home run. This is one of the great moments in the history of baseball. Dude, tell me what just happened. Close to a miracle. Bartolo. Oh, no. Big Sexy just hit a two-run dinger. Big Sexy. That was crazy. You know, it's funny, the experience, because you guys were there. I wasn't. <laughs> so I'm watching it on the couch and freaking out and knowing that you guys are there. It's just it, it's it's just an insane experience. And it's crazy that it happened on the day. You guys happen to be filming and you guys happen to be there. It's nuts. So what happened? What do we don't know about that day? So here's some dirty little production secrets, right? When we were out in San Diego filming... I was a one-man band, right? It was just me and a camera at that point. It was before, you know, uh, the rest of the team got involved in the production. And when you're a one-man band and you're doing a shoot day like that, remember, we started early, Darren. We met on the streets. I shot Scenics to San Diego before that. We, then we went to the bar. Then we marched to the ballpark. I hadn't eaten all day. So when Bartolo came up to the plate, oh, no. I said, you know what? It's, I mean, what's going to happen? Right? <laughs> you see in the film a shot of a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fans going crazy. 
and you see from sort of like from underneath the stands from behind reacting to yeah. Cologne's home run. Yeah, yeah. So I'm literally at the concession, camera rolling because I'm not that stupid. <laughs> Cameras rolling. I'm interviewing a member of the army at the concession stand waiting to get a drink. And all of a sudden I hear it. And I just, so I get the reaction. I get the shot of the crowd and I book it inside filming the whole time. I knocked over like four poor Padres fans that were getting in my way. And I got out there just in time for Brewer to hold up that sign that said, I got 99 problems, but that pitch ain't one. Yeah. And get that sound bite from Brewer. The perfect but storm, man. Actually hit the home run. I was one of like 10 people in the ballpark that didn't actually see the ball. hit. That's <laughs> a great. This Do you a- remember the kid that got the tattoo the next day? He got shit on because I guess I guess people weren't they didn't think it looked like Bartolo so uh, people were kind of shitting on the work but yeah prior to going to the game we're in McFadden's and the kid they pulled me over and they go guess what if if Bartolo hits a home run today I'm gonna get a Bartolo tattoo I'm like yeah go for it dude like that sounds like a good idea like it's probably not gonna happen and then right after the home run I saw the kid in the crowd and he's like shit I gotta get the tattoo good for him for but that thing that. went everywhere so yeah you just talked about. Um, you know, always keeping the camera rolling. We talked about it yesterday. What do you think? Like a thousand hours have to get cut down, cut, cut down to an hour, right? Or 43 minutes or whatever it turns out to be with commercials. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit over a hundred is what it turns out to be overall. Uh, it's, it's still a ton. A hundred, more than a hundred, a thousand. It's not a thousand hours. I'd love to say it was a thousand hours. I'd love to say it was like a Malcolm Gladwell experience. So a th- hundred hours down to... Uh, 43 or 45 minutes? What 40, is it? 42 minutes. I mean, that is an unbelievable ratio when yeah. you think about it. There is the cutting room floor for this project, the Kevin Smith cutting room floor. Yeah, we were just going to bring that up. Without without like giving away – well, obviously, if it's the cutting room floor, we're not going to see it anyway. But what got cut out that you think – you know, obviously, when you're cutting something down, something's got to go. And yeah. I don't know if one day you'll have the access or whatever to – to run like the non not safe for work version that goes on like YouTube or, or whatever. But like what got cut out that you can maybe talk about that uh, didn't make it, but was, was good footage. We can talk about the bus rides and there's some things that happened on the bus rides that didn't make it in that I think were a good time. Uh, you know, maybe like sort of like those, those red light races that we filmed. Uh, but I got to say the best moment for the cutting room floor for me from a bloopers standpoint has got to be Shu the morning after at Cooperstown. <laughs> Shu gave a recreation of his really Sunday early morning, but Saturday night performance at about 2, 3 a.m. for the cameras the next morning. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe one day we'll do a blooper reel that's a little NSFW, but I, cheers to you, Shu. It was, it was quality. Yeah, and we talked about it yesterday, too. Like You guys actually came to full outings that didn't make it in. Yeah. Like, obviously, uh-huh. like, how much can you show? You know what I mean? Like, there's there you filmed for a year, and 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 like you said, it's more about the group and the community than it was the all the outings and the games. So, missing certain outings, like you know, you guys didn't come to Milwaukee, and we did that impromptu Harvey Day, which didn't make it in. There's yeah. there's only so much you can pack into 42 minutes, you know? Yeah, and honestly, for me, uh, I, sorry, I'm getting a little feedback here. I apologize. So for me, what it is is that. Um, there are certain outings that just don't fit into the overall flow. Like we, we have to tell a story that's paced a certain way, but what, you know, I feel guilty about at the end is, is all the interviews that we did with all the people that were so accommodating with their time. 
that didn't make it into the film. And, and I really do want people to know that it certainly isn't personal. It's just how we tell stories. When we're cutting, you know, literally over a hundred of hours of footage down into 40 minutes of the final film, there's some great, great stuff. And, and really, you know, I was joking about shoe and, and the bus rides and things like that, but the best stuff that didn't make it in is some of the sound bites and some of the interviews that we did along the way. And people said really special, wonderful things. People opened up about things to us and, and we're just honestly very grateful that they were so giving of their time and so open about their process. And it really had nothing to do with what they said. It really is just the filmmaking process. Executive producer at SI Films, Josh Oshinsky, joining us on Orange and Blue Thing. Check out Loyal to the Last Out on MLB Network uh, this Saturday at noon and this Sunday at 10 p.m. Uh, Josh, before we let you go, man, uh, you, you know, we talked a little current Mets. Um, I think it's a good thing to wrap up and do a little rapid fire with you and just get your general knee-jerk impressions of where we're going and, and what to expect. Obviously, these have a little bit more of a negative tinge to them today, but let's, you know, let's try to turn around. Let's not, let's not get too bummed out, all right? So you game? I'm an optimist, dude. Let's go. All right, all right. So how worried are you about uh, Noah Syndergaard's tired arm? Noah Syndergaard, if it was if it was forearm, if it was a flexor tendon issue, I'd be on a ten. Right. Bicep tendonitis to me is like a three or a four. That's where I'm at with Noah. Agreed. Darren. Well, you know that we never get the right the the, the true story when <laughs> stuff comes out. So it may it may very well be that. But um, all right. So uh, so far, I mean, only it's a month. But what has been the biz- biggest disappointment? besides the losses, what do you think that, that maybe had a high hopes and it was the biggest disappointment so far? You know, coming out of the WBC, Jose Reyes looked like a baseball player. And I'm a little confused. I mean, I know he homered today, but I'm a little confused as to this. There's slow starts, and then there's Jose Reyes 2017. And the fact that they don't actually have a game plan for third base, to me, is the biggest disappointment and the most concerning thing that I've seen. Third base for the Mets being a black hole hurts my soul. I mean, think about what that position has been for us over the years. That, to me, is the biggest disappointment so far. All right, well, that's a perfect segue. Um, there is a guy you may know named Ahmed Rosario that's hanging out in Las Vegas. Uh, right now, um, they could put Reyes on the bench. They could call up Rosario, put him in short, move Cabrera to third, move Walker to third, and Cabrera to second. Uh, do you do it? Do you, do you call up Rosario right now? There is zero chance that you see Rosario before the Rule Five deadline. Right. The the Super Two. The Super Two. Right. Super Two. It's just it's just not going to happen. And honestly, I I think it might not happen until the 2018 Super Two deadline. I just think that this team is going to be very careful. Look, I know Cabrera's contract situation. Maybe it's his job in 2018. Maybe it's December. I just don't think you're going to see that until middle of June at the earliest. Same thing with Tom Smith. Okay, that's fair. All right, man. So before we let you go, we do have one more clip from you. And um, do you have to talk about this at all before we play it? Yeah. I, and I, you know I, what it is. You know what it is. As, as Indart said, it's the baller move of the century <laughs> is what this is. I, look, I, I would have handled it one way. You are who you are for a reason. This is the truest version of passionate baseball from a fandom standpoint that you could possibly get. Yes, it involves a significant political figure, and it involves our very own Darren Meenan showing him where he's at.
All right, that's good enough. Here we go. You know what? I, I saw co- it all playing out, and it was hilarious. I had a couple of beers before the. Uh, I don't know who that guy was that works for the mayor, but he comes down during a zero-zero wild card game. Says, "Hey, you want to come upstairs and meet the mayor?" I'm like, "Fuck that! I'm watching the wild card game. I'm not leaving this game to go meet the mayor." And I wasn't trying to be like um, a big shot, but I was like, "If the mayor wants to hang out, he's got to come down here." And you guys had the camera right there, and it caught it. And you know, it is what it is, as we say on Orange and Blue thing. But yeah, the the mayor called my bluff and actually came down and hung out. So he, obviously he's not always on the top of the priority list as far as people's favorite person to see at a ball game. But then people also said that he was the mush because right after he walked out, we lost the, we, we blew the game. So two quick things there. <laughs> One, the kid that came down was just doing his job. No, right? of course, so of course. Let's be clear about that. And then two, credit to de blasio for coming down into the into the fire for coming down into the madness like okay. I, you got to give him a little you got to give him some respect oh yeah and i love obviously uh the general works for the city so he did the double handshake thank you mr mayor that was that was freaking great i actually like that because he respected the office and that's which... what you brian and i actually talked about that afterwards you don't have to be a good you don't have to be a fan of de blasio and his policies and all the things that he does on a day-to-day basis with new york city but as far as being who he is to respect that it's one thing and to yeah. boo him and give him the finger, that's another thing. you know. And yeah, like I'm not a fan of Trump, but I respect the office of the presidency of the United right. States. And if I met him, I'd say, you know, nice to meet you, Mr. President. Like it is what it is. You right, know, right. You have to respect the – I just love the double handshake from Andrew. The, the, the thank you, Mr. Mayor. It was so it's like Andrew was like in the running to be like his 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 uh, his his boy in the in the cabinet. You know, it's uh, it was funny. But yeah, so – <laughs> I spoke to the general. Run, Andrew. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I actually did say to the mayor uh, when he was down there, I'm like, hey, dude, I, I think I'm going to – he said something about, like, um, is this what you do – the cameras didn't catch. It's like, is this what you do all the time? Like, is this, like, your full-time thing? I'm like, yeah. I was like, and tell him the mayor. And he turned he turned around and he goes, you certainly have the votes. <laughs> he's tall, man. I'm 6'2", and he's towering over me. I think he's, like, 6'7", or something like that. But Steel cage match. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh, we'll let you get out of here, man. We're excited for the documentary. Thank you very much for everything. And uh, and obviously being a part of this Army, too, you're, you're right in it there with us. Loyal to the Last Out on MLB Network, Saturday afternoon at 12 o'clock p.m., noon, and, of course, on um, Sunday night at 10 o'clock. These are all Eastern time, Eastern daylight time uh, times. All right. All right, thanks, Josh. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate Josh, everything. You guys are the Howard Stern of Facebook Live. Appreciate everything. <laughs> All right, buddy. Later, man. All right, yeah. Good stuff, man. Josh Oshinsky, uh, always awesome for him to stop by. We're very excited to see the premiere, and uh, we're getting on towards 7 o'clock. 
Um, so I think it's time to do some Facebook Q&A, see if the uh, peoples have any questions. Yeah, and if you haven't shared this yet, we're going to pick one person that shares the live show. Again, if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, this just gives you extra incentive to join us on Thursday nights. It's a fun time if you can if you can make it if you don't have work or whatever the hell else you do on Thursday nights. But yeah, try to join us join the live show. So if you share the show right now to your friends and say, "Hey, watch this," we're gonna pick one person. I think so far it's up to like three hundred or so people shared. Um, we'll pick the name out of, out soon and shout you out and send you some free stuff. So if you haven't shared the show yet, go ahead and do that now. But we're gonna get to some questions. And then wrap it up. Yeah, first things first. Audrey Perez wanted to know something we talked about with Josh. I in love the Audrey. Have you met Audrey? No, I don't think so. Great girl. Yeah, she wanted to know what the heck a Super 2 is. So I will try to explain in the least geeky uh, way possible. A Super 2 player is a player who accrues more about at least three years of service time before they're arbitration eligible. The reason why teams want to hold people back from the Super 2 deadline, which is usually about two months into the season, is because they gain an extra year of team control on the contract, so they'll be eligible for arbitration. So once your pre-arb years run out, you have three or four years of pre-arb, and then three years of arbitration, and then you're free agent eligible. So basically it's a way for a team to control a player for an extra year. So usually the uh, the service time cutoff is between like 2.12 and 2.15 uh, years of service time. So that's why teams usually will hold a player back for about the first two months of the year to try to pick up the team control. The Cubs did it with Chris Bryant in 2015. The Mets have done it elsewhere. I'm sorry if I'm boring you. Yeah, the comment... <laughs> This comment from uh, Marissa, Marissa Callie. Sorry, Marissa. She wrote nerd talk. It is. It is nerd. It's baseball nerd. This talk, is the though. opposite of what we want an orange blue thing to be. Sorry, I'm just letting you know what a Stats super what a super two is. What's what's yeah. Anyway, that's what a super two is. Back to a more relevant question. Rally man wants to know what the rules are for the cooler races. That's oh, what the well, show's about. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's All right, true. So the cooler races. As we're driving down I-95 to uh, D.C., you stand in the front of the of, of the bus. There are coolers throughout the center of the bus in the aisle. If you've watched uh, Orange and Blue things since the beginning, we actually had this as a clip of the week back, uh, I don't know what episode. So you start in the front. Someone says, ready, set, go. You run over all the coolers. You get to the back. You drink a beer. You run back, and the time stops, and no one's ever beat me. Nice. So, well, we'll see. Undefeated we'll see what champion. Undefeated. I could drink and run and be somewhat athletic. I can't catch a baseball very good without closing my eyes, as, as you've actually found out. But <laughs> so Yeah, you, well, you almost killed yourself on that one fastball. Um, Indart, Indart wants to know why this is called a podcast, which uh, we actually just realized. We're not a podcast anymore. Talk to Taz, who, yeah, by well, the way, dropped a sick uh, Meet the Mets Yeah, I saw that. Heard, heard that. But, uh, yeah, so we found out last week. <laughs> it took 17 episodes, but we're not really a podcast. You might be listening yeah. to us on iTunes right now, but we're not a podcast. We're a live show. That happens to put their audio on on iTunes and SoundCloud as a podcast. But, yeah, we're a live Thursday night show talking about Met shit. That's why it's called Orange and Blue Thing. People inevitably ask this every week. The rally cap comes out at the end of July. It's a 30-year anniversary yes. for a reason. It comes out on the exact day that it came out 30 years ago. June 26th, I think, or July 26th. July. Yeah, 30 year anniversary. The rally cap was never for sale. It was a giveaway at Chase Stadium. Uh, and I happened to be there that day back in, back in the day. So, um, it comes out this year. We ordered a whole lot of them. Hopefully I didn't overestimate on that, but the Mets, also, the Mets are skeptical of the, of the success, we we should yeah yeah the Mets think we're they're not going to be a, a massive success. I they're think. not carrying them at the ballpark. They're no, they decided. Not they said to. no. 
So we okay. went. <laughs> Brian came. Well, okay. you know, Brian and I went to that uh, taste of whatever the hell it was called, like yeah. the new thing at City Field. And someone actually asked on Facebook yesterday if we run the kiosk and we don't. We brand it. It's our stuff. It's got our name on it. Whatever. But uh, I guess for union reasons or whatever, the kiosk is is staffed by Aramark. And they didn't want to carry it. I, I you know, don't want to throw them under the bus, but I think it's going to be a popular item. Maybe I think it was there's a Velcro ball attached to it, and you can't stack that on a shelf. I don't know what the reason is, but they weren't interested. So we have them on our site. It's going, only going to be on our site. Hopefully I didn't order too many. But, yeah, 30 year anniversary uh, this July. We'll find out. Aaron Finn, I see you about the Lion King chocolate bars. Do you remember the Lion King chocolate bars from the mid-'90s when the Lion King dropped in the theaters? They, Nestle made these amazing chocolate bars, man. I'm dying for one of those. So if anybody has a 20-year-old chocolate bar lying around, hit me up. <laughs> Nancy Nesredecker wants to know what we think. By the way, I just gave up on the freaking. Uh, whatever. Uh, wants to know what we think of, I guess, the Mets walk-up songs. Do you have any walk-up songs that you're really into? Um, All I can think of no. is Elista Key. Where, uh, yeah, I mean, Beltran. I think it's cool when... when um... Cespedes, you know, if we ever see him again this yeah. this summer, yeah. comes up, and whatever is in your hand at the moment, you pick up, you know, for during the Lion King thing. Yeah. But yeah. at this point, we got to pour a beer out for his legs, you know, R.I.P. on that. But um, I don't know. I don't get too involved in that. I thought that it was cool last year before he switched to Lion King. He had his own song like Cespedes. Yeah, I love that. I love <laughs> the that. Power. Yes, exactly. We used to put it on repeat when we were like, oh yeah, we needed a little extra oomph at the warehouse. Lizzie and I, and back in the back in the day when uh, PJ still worked for us, we'd put that on repeat. And and actually Tara, when she used to work with us, also we'd put that on and and have a good time at the warehouse. But yeah, I don't get too involved in that. I mean, we I've actually years ago back when. The seven line was first starting. I used to put up hypothetical questions like, "If you could, if you were a player, what would your walk up song be?" And you know, people would write That's whatever. Good, but well, what what would yours? be? I put something crazy, like something yeah. that would like scare people, like some kind of death metal, something like old school, right? Whatever, where like I'd come out and get fired up, and people were like, "Oh shit!" Like, what is? This? Do you know Piazza used to change his walk up songs like every homestand? He used to pick out four for each at bat. Oh wow! And he used to change them every homestand. But I think the one that became most iconic was Voodoo Child from Jimi Hendrix. And the coolest thing was the first time when he came, the first game when he came back with the Padres, they played it for him. Oh wow! And it was like I was there for that game. Chills, man. That yeah, was awesome. The, um, and then he homered twice. Maybe I would go. Maybe Necro. You know Necro? Yeah. You do. Yeah. Or are you just saying that? Of course, I'm just saying that. Do I look like I... <laughs> you remember that my favorite artist is John Mayer? Yeah. Right? Well, Necro and John Mayer have nothing in common. Yeah, I was gonna say. So after afterwards, Google Necro and listen to some of his shit. So, um, what would yours be? I know. You know what? Back when we used to make BMX videos, I'm yeah. sure she was watching this, or people that know she was watching this. And BMX videos, you get to pick a song and you edit the riding footage to the song. Mm-hmm. He always wanted like. Vanessa Carlton, like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, like, whatever. Make my way up down, yeah, walking fast places past, and I'm hoping. Yeah, that song. <laughs> it's a thousand. <laughs> so that miles. would be like, yeah, thousand miles. So that would be like shoes walk up song. Like he would walk out, do his, do his. Little... I like that though. That's like, um, I don't know, man. I would probably be like some kind of rest. I always said real American. Do you remember when Chris? We had Chris Carter, the white Chris Carter. Who? Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. animal number twenty three. I say real American. I still haven't found that piece of uh, Hulkamania shirt. Yeah. I have it here somewhere. It's in this basement somewhere. That's what I came out. That's what we came out to at our wedding. Real oh, American, yeah. and I was dressed as Hulk Hogan, oh, and wow. Lauren had like a championship belt, and we had like a custom video. It was the coolest thing ever. Are you out of beer? Yeah, now I am. Shit. Um, what you call it? Uh, 
uh, John Fiore, they're not going to fire Terry Collins. Don't just I don't want to hear that nonsense. <laughs> what, what the hell, what is Terry Collins supposed to do besides massage these guys' hamstrings? Like, I, I, w- no, it's not going to happen. It, forget about the firing. Do the Terry Mets still thing. have the massage therapist on like on staff? It's like a, it's a Japanese guy, yeah, right? Is he it's still like around? Yoshi, whatever. They used something. to call him out. Like, I'm not get... being I'm not being racist. That like I think that actually is his first name. No, Yoshi no, no he something. used to get the shout out on uh, opening day when they would announce like because he's like the, the second coaches. guy after Ray Ramirez. Yeah, know, he would get this. Well, like, Ray Ramirez shirt. gets like the hey, why is that guy that hurt his wrist wearing a walking boot? Yeah. And then they got the massage therapist yeah. up next. Oh my goodness. Uh, we got a couple more questions, I think. Um, da, da, da. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vogel reminds me of the – remember the Battle of the Enter Sandmans in 2006? Oh, what, when, Wagner? When Billy Wagner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Wagner had it first, but um... – Yeah, I know, but God forbid you tell a Yankees fan that. <laughs> uh, oh, And then remember Fran- – I remember Frances and Russo did two weeks on it. He uh, Frances was like, no, nah, if I, you know, if I'm I'm coming to a new market and I say, uh, you know, I have good afternoon, like like dogs, and like, ah, good afternoon, everybody, how are you today? Hey, he was, yeah. It's like I I, I couldn't, I, you know, if I came into market, I could I couldn't do because dog does it. And that's dog's thing. It's dog, even if I was doing it first, it's dog's thing. Well, those guys are definitely gonna have a reunion when, uh, you know, they had that the thirty for thirty came out. I think mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, well, there was like a. a I don't know if it those, did it come out yet. No, it was one of those. Uh, you know what do they call it? Those, oh, like the shorts. No, the um, you Cap- know, not Captain, Sundance, Captain whatever, whatever the hell it is. They had like a, a premiere somewhere, and they you know they talked about it, and they said round two or version two of Mike and the Mad Dogs going to come back soon. So who knows? The guy I that think, wears back after this at the at the outings. He's yeah, gonna be I saw that. that guy. Oh, um, they were much better as a duo. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah, because I like. I know Russo does his serious thing now. He should take over for Francesa. Well, I think it's going to be Chris Christie. It better not be Chris Christie. I don't <laughs> want to hear that fat ass. Um, Rangers and how many, Tom? I, I, get, I don't know if his last name is actually C-H, but whatever. Uh, the, the Rangers are not going to win that series. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that the, the team is not very good <laughs> outside of Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, you know, whatever. I won't get into hockey talk, but um, – they're an abysmal Corsi team, and I think they'll lose to Ottawa in six. So, I mean, that's my prediction. I did predict that they would win in six against Montreal, and I was right on the money on that. So, Our buddy Dan says Rangers in seven, so we'll see. Yeah, well, Dan's, you know, Dan's a Rangers fan, so he's, you know, he's optimistic, you know. That's that's fine. That's cool. I try to be a Rangers fan, man, and it just it didn't happen. So You know why? You have too much soul to be a Rangers fan. I have too much other shit going on to concentrate about anything I'm else just, except I'm for messing, the messing. family and uh, my job, and the Mets, and riding my bike. And that's that's cool. That's all I'm doing right now. That's you cool. know, I don't have many years left that I could actually ride BMX. I'm trying to get it in as Oh, much I as thought possible you were going to say I don't have any years, uh, many years left. Like, no, I mean, no, no. People ride BMX when they're like 50, 60, whatever. But I'm 36 now. I think that if I'm going to get any riding in, it's got to be done now. So BMX and uh, baseball and the family, and that's it. I don't have time to watch hockey and basketball and all that shit. But um, – you watch basketball. I do, I do. But like I'm not like I'm obsessive not like, about it. Yeah, I'm not like a, a diehard basketball fan. When the Knicks fucking suck, I'm not sitting there, you know, upset. Like we're upset now. Like it's genuine right. that's freaking blue it this week, you know. But Well, speaking of which, how is our football can- team gonna fuck up tonight? Which football team? The yeah, the Jets. You said our you like you're a Giants fan now. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I love the Giants because my son's gonna love the Giants, but I, I'm a Jets fan. I mean, let's face it. But uh, you know, how how are we gonna screw up? Tonight. All right, so from John D. Cass, he says, do you think Smith and Rosario are ready? We kind of just talked about that with Josh, but there's a difference between being ready and actually getting called up. 
This so, also, what do you think? Also, I think Rosario is. I think there's a spot for Rosario right now. That's a big part of it too. So if Rosario came up right now, he'd have a place to play because you can move Reyes to the bench, put Rosario at short, move Cabrera or Walker to third. And if you moved Walker to third, you could move uh, Cabrera to second. Now, that's a lot of shifting around, but at least there's a spot for him there. Uh, With Dom Smith, I mean, if you bring up Dom Smith, then Bruce is going back to the outfield. And, I mean, if Cespedes is going to be an extended period of time, Okay, that's a different story because then you got, I guess you have Conforto, Granderson, and Bruce. Um, so maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't. The Mets don't want to rush those guys. So, uh, you know, that's all there is to it. And there is the service time game. So uh, I don't, I don't. Uh, Are you in a rush? Am I in a rush? Now? You got any place to be? I, I do not. Uh. I mean, I'm just disappointed that you have an empty beer and I got a full one. So if you want to get another one, I can hold the fort for a second. Yeah. Well, I mean, people seem to be ex- like, you know, there's nothing else to do right now. Well, I know, I know. People are. I, I told you earlier in the day we're going to kind of go hard tonight. I don't know if you can because you drove here. Yeah, that's the whole um, thing. That's the whole thing. <laughs> if you want me to take an Uber, no, I don't Uber, even. I don't, I take don't an even, Uber. Or, take, the, take the Uber. I don't even. I don't even know what an Uber is. Okay. Uh, bring a sleeping bag. Take an Uber. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Take the Uber. Uh, I mean, now that we're not a podcast anymore, we don't have to worry about you know ending early. That's true. Hey, speaking of which, <laughs> share this, Jabrones, because um, then we're going to pick somebody to win free shit. Indart wants to know what a podcast is. I think podcast would then would just be like no video and just audio, and it's posted once a week or whenever the hell people do podcasts. I know the. Um, I know. I know. Al Dukes has two podcasts. Yeah, he does, and the the a lot of people do like some some people do podcasts every single day. Um, which is a lot. Taz, Taz does it five days a week, but he's a he's a show. That's right. He's not a podcast. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, you're not a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a podcast. We're not. We're not. You're not. Jabba's. Um. Yeah. Uh. Who should be the next gnome, D- dude? Uh, Nancy, I, I got to tell you, the Mets have a home run with that shit, though. You see the line for that? Why? Oh, I, don't know. I liked Vogel walked up to one like older guy and he's like, you want that? And he's like, no, nah. like 20 bucks. He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they're going for like 50, 60 bucks. That's awesome. Day. You know, you get to hang out and tailgate for an extra hour and a half and then just buy it for 20 bucks. The, um, I don't care about, I mean, we have a lot of crap here on, on the table, but, um, I don't necessarily care about that kind of stuff. I'd rather hang out with my friends than wait online to go get a piece of plastic. Do you know, know how insane the Syndergaard bobblehead thing is going to be? No, it's just cr- it's gonna be crazy. That's our next outing. Is that our next home outing? Uh, no, no, Tuesday night, May 9th. Yeah, but that no, that's not until July twenty second. Oh, I don't know. That's I have no idea thing. what's going on. See, that's why you got me here. <laughs> uh, yeah, but our, our, by the way, yeah, our next home game is a weekday, so we don't tailgate on weekdays. We're going to be at McFadden's prior, and if you've been following along or seeing on social media, they have the most insane deal ever. It's seventy five percent off on Bud and Bud Light aluminum bottles. They're only two bucks when you show your T seven L logo on your hat, your jersey, whatever. So on May 9th, we're going to be tail- not tailgating. We're going to be pre-gaming in McFadden's and then going into the ballgame. So definitely meet us there. Um, yeah, again, if you weren't watching earlier, this Saturday, we're, we, we're thousand strong in D.C. The event shirt's awesome. So, you know, we'll at least be best dressed even if we don't win the game. But we're going to leave from City Field at 545 in the morning, bright and early. The sun won't even be up yet. The buses are going to bring us down to D.C. You can park in Lot A thanks to the Mets for free. And there is also a bus leaving from uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey. So we're not going to stop in New Brunswick. That that bus is going to make its way down there on its own. If you are meeting us in D.C., we're going to try our best to get down there early enough. And there's a bar called the Fairgrounds, which is, which is directly behind center field. It's an outdoor, out, outside space bar. 
um, that has uh, basketball and cornhole and food and music and stuff like that. Then we'll walk into the game and hopefully see the Mets win. <laughs> hopefully see the Mets win. It's almost like imagine they win a game. It's like wow, that actually happened. They won yeah, the game. Uh, it, it has was, happened. It was expected to happen every day. Um, couple couple things. Uh, all right. Amanda, hi to your three-year-old daughter. I'm glad you're raising her right. Um, Rebecca says, uh, well, no one even calls her Rebecca. Becca, Becca. says, uh, jello shots for breakfast. So, I mean, I'm sure that people will start pretty early. I'm going to personally try to relax a little bit until we stop. At, we On our way down, we stopped once. By law, I guess the bus driver has to stop once. Yeah. So maybe I'll have a beer after that, but we'll see. Chris asks who signed the wiffle ball. It's Buddy Harrelson, and it's signed 86 Mets uh, World Champions, which is funny because he's a base coach. Right, base coach, third base coach. Yeah, so, but yeah, uh, Buddy's great, man. I loved when he was with the Ducks. I was. Oh, also... you know what? Backtracking a little bit. Speaking of that clip, if you saw earlier of the mayor coming down to the section, I saw something before we went live, and I actually got a call. I did. I tell you about this? I got a call from. The, I got an email from the mayor's office today. Ah, uh, yes. They may not have been as welcoming if if they had known what's going to be in the documentary, um, but. The mayor's office emailed and said, hey, there's an event going on tomorrow at City Hall. We want to invite Mets fans out to it. Can you get the word out? So it, the tweet went up. I don't even know what time. About 545, like 15 minutes before we went live. There's something going on tomorrow at City Hall. I guess it's open to the public. And it's, um, what did they say? They're recreating the 86 parade. Is that what it said? Let me, let me double check. The, uh, the, the 86 so if you're, if you're in the city tomorrow. Parade ceremony. Yeah, let me re- let me let me check this out. All right, while you do, um, Anthony, I can't sanction you giving somebody a 3D through a table at one of our tailgates and saying that it's going to be on the podcast. But uh, what's a 3D? It, uh, one of the guys basically gives the guy like a flapjack, which is picking the guy up and throwing him over your shoulder, and then the other guy gives him a cutter through the table. This guy wants to do it? Yeah, with his, I guess, his brother or whatever. He wants to do it with somebody, and then we'll put it on the show. Yeah, I, fuck yeah. Say yes. Of course we'll put that on the show. And we'll, I, <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, I don't know if we have the insurance for that. It's not our parking lot. That's true. All right, then yeah, go ahead yeah, and do Hell it. yeah, do that shit. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so I got this tweet. No, I didn't get the tweet, but the mayor put this tweet out, or whoever works for the mayor. Uh, at NYC Mayor, please join us tomorrow at City Hall at 1.45 p.m. as we recreate... The ceremony honoring the 1986 world champion Mets for a special guest. So I'm not exactly sure what that means, but when I spoke earlier with uh, the girl that works for the mayor, she said that a bunch of the 86 Mets will be there for this for this event. So um, if you're around in Manhattan tomorrow and you want to go to that, it's at City Hall at 1.45 p.m. And... Um, Check that out. I'm looking at the responses. Someone wrote, nobody likes you. Is Bill Buckner going to be there? I would love to be there, but I have work. Mayor, you got to be quicker than that. How about a stop mandatory vaccines at a, to attend school? So people yeah. like to reply. <laughs> I like that. I like that, though. Yeah. People like to reply. Like, even when the Mets, like, let's say the Mets lose, you know, a week straight and they post something that has nothing to do with the game, it's always like, sell a team, go screw yourself. Yeah, like, yeah I like that. You know, like, yeah. you know, you know, you know, that's how the internet is. Yeah, that's, it's really wonderful. It's really, <laughs> really, really great. Um, yeah. So now we've just, 
degraded into uh, which wrestling uh wrestling. we're gonna we're gonna put people through tables that are tailgates. We're not Buffalo Bills fans, guys. As far as the wrestling thing's concerned, I loved let's talk about last week. I okay. liked last week that we had the mashup. You know, I don't watch wrestling, you do. A lot of the people that sit with us and cheer with us like wrestling, and I thought that that was a really cool organic conversation because um it brought worlds together. And I think that's great. Collaborations are great. Yeah. And I think that Taz is very entertaining, and I, I like that his show. I watch actually more this week because um, I knew about him prior to that. You know, you know, just from being a Mets fan and, and knowing that he is as well, and he's a prominent figure in the wrestling community. His show is great because it's not just wrestling. Yeah, and our show is cool too because it's not just Mets. Yeah. So I think that having him on and talking with him was was great. And I know that that for a guy that actually watches this stuff all the time, you must have been super excited. It was cool, man. And now like we text and stuff about the Mets and stuff. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I know. It's like... First name it, basis. It, but it actually is kind of cool because... I, well, it's obviously very cool, but it's like kind of surreal Like where some of the stuff that I've gotten to do in my life has taken me. Like if I was a, just, you know, to borrow a wrestling phrase, you know, just like... When he came into WWE and at, when I really knew about him at WCW, I'm I, I'm sorry, ECW, I I, w- I was like a just a 12 year old, 13 year old Mark that like just was like wrestling's the greatest, and I was reading dirt sheets when I was like, you know, I was I was getting newsletters to my house like and calling wrestling hotlines like I was reading Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Torch like when I was 11 and stuff like that, so I was really on like the cutting edge of that stuff and and to get to to know that like oh you can text Taz like it's this it's cool as shit it just really is um so we're gonna get to our our winner of the night I don't know if we're gonna do this every week but so far like this week was pretty successful so someone's gonna win fifty dollars worth of free stuff we're basically gonna pick a name out so what should we do should randomly we now I'm like, looking at my phone you want to just like pick a number and then just go down scroll down that yeah. person wins yeah. um sure let me see how many people I can actually check here 348 people Damn, I think I drank that beer too fast. Shared the show so far. And one of them is going to win a whole bunch of free stuff. Hold on, ready? What, who, right now on the Actually, team. I think we may have to do it from the computer because okay. it's a little bit tough on the phone. But. Okay. So right now, just give me we'll, – we'll get the number, and then we'll scroll through. So how many people you said? 300 and something? I think it's easier. It's, it's yeah, like almost 350 so far. But I think it's better instead of us sitting there and counting. Nah. What I do when yeah. I do this on Twitter, yeah. I scroll down, and wherever it stops – that's it. All right. So let's All right, so let, let's let's check that out. Hold on a second. All right. Let's refresh though because you have only I know, no. It had it had the 21. It, no, but it had the total. See? Oh, really? Yeah, see. And okay. 350 more. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. Do it, Hansel. There you go. Yeah? Yeah, sure. All right. So Lance Drennan uh you are well, he studied at Senate whatever university. Uh, he works for looks like the DOD. Hold on, let's click this. Let's just see where let's, he's let's from. click him. Let's see where Lance is from. Uh, he lives in New Jersey, Great Meadows, New Jersey. Cool. So Lance, thanks for sharing. Thanks for the rest of you guys for sharing. Maybe we'll do this every week. Maybe we won't. We'll see what's going on. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching the show tonight. Lance, we're going to hit you up and ask you for your shirt size and your address and your hat size and send you some free stuff. So thank you for the rest of you guys for watching this. Episode 18 was another fun one. Saturday or even tomorrow. These guys got to freaking wake up and get back on the winning streak because this last week was something that I've never witnessed before. Uh, I'm sure it's happened. But as far as them losing this many games this early in the season, 
but also having this much um, excitement and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. Excitement and also th- this bar was set so high for this mm-hmm. team that obviously they're falling way short right now. Right. So they got to turn it around. The, the season is not going to be in their grasps if they let this uh, get any worse than it already is. So thanks for watching tonight. Brian's going to say what he has to say. But if you are cheering with us on Saturday, uh, one thing to remember, you cannot bring in flagpoles in D.C. Uh, or selfie sticks, for that, for the, for that matter. Anything that, that uh, can be used as a weapon, they don't allow in. You can bring signs. You can bring banners. You can bring all that stuff. But don't bring selfie sticks. sticks. Do not bring uh, flagpoles. Besides that, have fun. Don't forget that you have $15 worth of free uh, concession credit or merch. Obviously, you're not going to go there and buy a Nats T-shirt or, 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 or hat, so spend it on beer or food. And don't forget to use it because you can never – once you walk out of the ballpark that day, you can't go back with that ticket and get a free beer next month. So don't forget to use it. So uh, if you're taking the bus, 545 sharp. I don't care if you get fender bendered on the way there, Becca. 545 sharp. We are leaving. We cannot risk being late again. We want to pregame a little bit beforehand at the fairgrounds. 545 sharp Saturday from City Field. Lot A, it's free to park. Thank you, Mets. That's it, man. Rest your voice. And if you got if Let's you bring own, it. If you own a selfie stick, why don't you go ahead and reconsider what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. For, for Darren Meenan, I'm Brian Ernie. Later, guys. Later, dudes and dudettes. <laughs>